Guess what, everyone? It's season two. Thank you so much for being part of the Spillet journey with me and tuning in to the Spillet podcast. Spillet is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and everybody should be learning something new. Spillet is filmed live every Wednesday at 7pm over on Facebook, YouTube and Twitch. Viewers are able to be part of the conversation by joining in and leaving comments as part of the live streams. For more information on Spillet, to find the links for the live shows, find upcoming episodes and guests to be part of the show, or to support me by joining the official Spillet Patreon or get yourself some merch, head over to the Spillet website at www.spillit.uk. Hello, it's me, it's Marcos. Welcome to Spill It. <laughs> Welcome to Spill It. My name is Marcos, and this is a show where I get to speak to inspirational people and share inspirational stories to connect people together, inspire people, and help you learn something new. This episode is no different. This is episode 46, Life Lessons, and Amy Sinner will be joining us at 7, 10 p.m. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. Don't forget as well to like, share, and comment. If, you are, if you're watching this now via Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch TV, just drop me a quick like and drop me a quick comment just saying, hi, what's up? Um, ask me how I am. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> just comment something to let me know who you are, what you're watching, and where you're watching. What? Yeah, do that. <laughs> also, don't forget as well to hit that share button. Let's get this far and wide. These stories that I speak to people about are brilliant. They, you know, they they share their stories. They pour their heart out. They talk about their inspirational messages and motivational quotes and all that lot. And those messages are brilliant to get the word out there. So make sure that you ha- you you share it so other people can come into the spilling fold. If you haven't checked out other episodes yet, make sure that you do. Make sure you head over to www.spillit.uk to catch up. Whether that be through all of the other episodes through season one, via Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, or you can catch up via podcast, via your preferred podcasting streaming method. Whether that be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or even Spotify. There are others out there, but they're the three major ones, let's be honest. So keep those comments and questions rolling through. Linda is here. Morning, how's the mouth? My mouth is fine, thank you very much. So for those who don't know, I had some work done in my mouth. Um, It still hurts a little bit, but you know, it still hurts a little bit, but it's a lot better than what it was yesterday. Yesterday I could not speak. And here I am, I'm, I'm talking and it's fine. Yvonne, hello, I'm watching you, Marcus. <laughs> Get on with it, lol. Uh, you, Yvonne. Uh. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much, guys. Keep those comments rolling through and obviously hit that share button as well. Um, keep, As I say, keep the comments rolling in because I want to interact with you guys as well. And I'm sure that you'll have some questions for Amy as well. Amy's got a brilliant story to tell. And I'm sure that you guys will have comments and questions in regards to Amy's story, which is phenomenal, by the way, guys. It's phenomenal. 
Okay, announcements. Are you ready for some announcements? Number one is the ease of lockdown. Okay. So on Monday, we saw the easing of lockdown restrictions. How many people have been to a pub on the inside or a restaurant on the inside? What was your experience like? Talk about it. Let's talk about it in the comments. I have not been to a restaurant yet, and I've not been to the inside of a pub. Um, I'm still, and this is like me, you know, I'm still quite weary about things, about being indoors. And I mean, I've just had my first vaccine as well. Um, so I've had the first stage of my, of my vaccine. I had the Pfizer. My arm was dead. It was completely dead. <laughs> but what has your experience been like? And what have you been looking forward to the most? We were also allowed to hug people. Yeah, we could hug people from Monday. Obviously with caution, hug friends and family. Um, but yeah, what was your what was the first thing that you have done or what are you planning to do with the ease of lockdown? And what are you looking forward to the most when it comes for when it comes to further easing of restrictions you'd be disappointed if i didn't say it i would be disappointed yvonne it's like your catchphrase now i'll tell you what yvonne i'm thinking i might get you a t-shirt with it on <laughs> how's that would you like a t-shirt with get on with it <laughs> i think uh, i think you'll rock that t-shirt yourself <laughs> okay next announcement is the last few weeks to vote yes it is the last few weeks to vote you can vote for me i am up for a national award it's the national diversity awards for positive role model of 2021 it is less than four weeks left in fact it's probably like less than a few weeks now actually uh, it is less than yeah it's less than four weeks we're just about to get to the three week mark um or just under three weeks in fact yeah it's just under three weeks it is the 4th of June. So voting closes on the 4th of June. And then I will find out if I've been shortlisted a couple of weeks after that. Now, what that means is if you head over to the Spillit website, obviously, thank you so much to everybody who's voted so far. But if you head over to the Spillit website at www.spillit.uk, scrolling across the bottom of the screen at the moment, on the main page, you'll be able to see where you can cast your vote and if you think that you know you want to vote for me then that's fine head over to there and you'll be able to vote for me to win the award of the positive role model 2021 it'd be so so cool to to win that i'll find out if i win it on the 4th of february in 2022 but as right now if you are wanting to cast a vote then please do so head over and um, before the 4th of june all you have to do is type it in a little box and just say why you think i should win press submit and that is your work done that is it done and then a couple of weeks after that i will find out if i've been shortlisted and then if i have been shortlisted i'll be invited down to liverpool on the 4th of february 2022 to hopefully win the award which would be absolutely epic, right? Emmy, no one deserves it more. Thank you so much, Emmy. I really appreciate that. Kirsty Parker, I can't wait to get on the dance floor. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. I just want to be on the middle of a dance floor somewhere, completely <laughs> inebriated and just dancing away. Like, that's all I want to do. Yvonne, I'm not in any rush to go to a pub, but I understand why people are. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
I understand why people are. A lot of people have been cooped up. And let's be honest, you know, nobody should be judging. People do things what or what they feel comfortable doing. They go to their own limits. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I get why people are going out to the pubs and going out to restaurants and things like that. And there are a lot of people out there who will not be ready yet. And that is perfectly fine. And that is their choice. I personally don't feel ready yet to do the things that I used to do. But it doesn't mean that I, that that's going to be me going forward all the time i'm just waiting for more research to come out more um more statistics more relaxation of lockdown measures before i start making decisions about where i'm going to be going but you know each to their own and and you know we've all got to play it by our own capabilities by our own safety measures we all have our own safety measures don't we so yeah and uh, your big yeah comment, Yvonne, I'm assuming it's for your T-shirt. I will get you a T-shirt that just says, get on with it. And I expect you to wear it all the time. <laughs> if you get shortlisted, when you get shortlisted. Oh, <laughs> yes, when I get shortlisted. <laughs> I'll say it. I don't want to I don't want to jinx it. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm mesmerized every now and again. The reflection of your ring light in your glasses is lining up with your pupils and you look magical. <laughs> You mean I'm not already magical, Emmy? <laughs> okay, and last announcement is if you are wanting some of the, or one of, sorry, one of the amazing Spill It hats, which are the brand new merchandise from Spill It, you can win one today. That's right, you can win one today. If you are wanting one, all you have to do is comment hashtag spill it if you comment hashtag spill it you'll be put into a draw to win a spill it beanie hat at the end of today's show it is as simple as that so make sure that you flood the comments with hashtag spill it and you'll be put into a draw to win your beanie hat and i'll do the draw at the end because right now it is 10 past seven. And what did I say happens at 10 past seven? It means that is the time that we bring out Amy Sinner. So along with your hashtag spillets, please can you give a nice warm spillet welcome to Amy Sinner. I want to see plenty of emojis. I want to see your favorite emoji, plenty of teacups. I want to see it all because here she is. It is the lady of the hour. It is. Amy Sinner. Hey. Hello. <laughs> that was a good build up. I like that. It was such a good build up. I, I love a good build up. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I loved everything you were saying in the beginning. And uh, I had a Pfizer one as well, actually. I had my first dose. Oh, did you? I had a dead arm for like 48 hours. It was yes. awful. like I'd been yes. shot or something. Not that I know. Honest I've never been shot before, but sure honestly, it was, it was like, so so bad like my arm was just it felt like so heavy as well i was just like oh my god it just i can't i can't touch it i can't like move it i was like oh no and then we had um we had carpet fitters in the house and they were asking me to like move things around and i was like oh god i've got one arm um yeah it was horrible but yeah it's uh yeah i've had mine so i've had my first one now uh i'll be expecting to get my my next one in like 11 weeks or however long it is um Plenty of people in the comments saying hello to you as well. Oh, Yvonne's hi. in the comments saying hi. Uh, we have Carolyn that's joined saying hi as well. 
And then Yvonne's uh, message saying that she has had the AstraZeneca as well. Oh. There you go. I'd like to know how her response is. My sister, my elder sister had the AstraZeneca and within like a few hours, she had a high fever, temperature, all night she was hallucinating. Um, she was quite bad for- Wow. We have uh, Kirstie that said something similar. So uh, I had AstraZeneca, I was really poorly after it. Mm. Ooh. Yvonne, let us know what your symptoms oh. were after you uh, after you had your AstraZeneca. Uh, Emmy also had AstraZeneca. Uh, dead painful arm for over a, over a week. Wow. wow. Right. Well, moving on. Are you ready to play a little game? Oh, gosh. Okay, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It's the game of the hour. It is the five-second rule. That's right, it is the five second rule. Now this is a game that I play with all of my guests. It's just a bit of an icebreaker game, it's just a little bit of fun, and it's just a way for us to smile and get to know you just a little bit better, because obviously you've got your story to tell, and we want to know like the little bits that you're not going to tell us. So yeah, <laughs> we want you to spill it all. Um, yeah. So all I will say is that I will name, th say to name three things. So you need to name those three things within five seconds. Okay. Now, last week's guest got one out of nine. <laughs> so you've got to beat one out of nine, okay? Which I'm sure that you will. Hang on, you're going to ask me nine questions? Uh, name three things. You've got to name nine things in total. So I'll oh. ask you. It'll be three rounds. Oh, okay. um, so your first one is to name three things that we'll find in your bedside table? Um, a lamp, uh, tissues, um, and a necklace. Oh, just in time, well done. <laughs> that was literally just in time. <laughs> Name three smells that make you gag. Oh God, um, gas. Um, <laughs> oh God, I know me, ammonia. I'll count ammonia, you got two. <laughs> That was just in time, well done. <laughs> and your last one, name three things you do when no one is looking. Yawn a lot. Um, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you got five, you got five out of nine. So congratulations, you beat last week's guest. That's really hard. I, I really don't know what I do when people are not looking. Um, I I'm not even gonna, I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, just a little bit of fun. Did you, did you have fun with that? I did, yes. Good, good, good. Well, let's move on, let's, let's do this. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you a question that I ask absolutely every single person, and it is the same question every single week. Who is Amy Sinner? <laughs> Amy Sinner. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I always say when people ask me that, I always say actually what I do. So I am a voiceover artist um, and I've been a singer um, since I can remember. Um, and I graduated from Leeds Music College and then um, I also went into presenting. So wow. Amy Sinner is a, um, a, a, a woman of voice. A woman <laughs> of voice. I love it. What, um, what, what type of voiceovers have you done? Are, are there things that we would recognize or whatnot? Uh, probably not. I have done animation. 
um, but it's probably on a, a local level. But I've done um, voicemail for international companies in America. I've also oh, done wow. um, podcast intros and outros. I've done explainer videos for websites. Um, and right now I'm actually working on a poetry reading for a museum in New York. Um, so it's kind of varied. It's very stuff. <laughs> You've got Avon just in the comments saying, yeah, a proper singer, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carolyn spelt your name wrong earlier, so she's just apologising for spelling your name wrong oh, earlier in the okay. comments. That's all right. There's many versions of my name. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about your, your history then. Where, where did it all come from? What, the singing? And the Everything. Let's, let's spill it all. <laughs> um, okay, so it all came from, so when I was younger, I suffered from quite a few disabilities. So um, when I was one, I had cataracts, um, which did leave me almost blind, but the surgery wow. was amazing. So it did leave a little bit of my eyesight, which is great. So now I wear quite thick glasses or like, contact lenses, but I still kind of like, I only have 20% vision, which uh, um, oh. I'm grateful for, but it means I can't see, so I can't really recognize people on the street. Um, and the one good thing I can say about Zoom is that people have their names and they're easy to recognize. I'm going to miss that. I miss that now when I go outside because I don't really recognize people. <laughs> they have their names. They're like, oh, no, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and then also when I was four years old, I got diagnosed with a rare medical condition, which is called sensory neuropathy type 2, which means that I can't feel hot or cold or pain. So I used to burn myself a lot. Um, and step Wow. Yeah, things like that, which is quite really um, lethal, really. Um, and healing is I'm like a diabetic. I'm not diabetic, but I heal really slowly. So um, a burn or a cut is, is quite bad because it lasts for a long time and it can get is, infected. Is that something that develops or is that something that you were born with or what? I don't know. You know, we don't know. It just came to light when I was four. And I asked this question and, and, and my parents don't know. And so I don't know. They must have. The hospital must have done a test. Um, but I, I can't tell you. So maybe I developed it. Um, That's crazy. Because like, I'm just trying to think of like when you when you were younger, like a toddler or whatever. And like mm. if you would have felt anything like toddlers fall over all the time. And I'm just wondering, if obviously, if you would have felt something. But obviously, you wouldn't know that. It would be up to your parents, really, to to notice if you if you did come across like something had injured you is in like you yeah. felt that if you will what a crazy situation like so what's what's the earliest memory that you have of that type of that type of thing that, that didn't cause you pain um i think i just i remember always having gloves on my hand because my mum used to put gloves on my hand so i wouldn't scratch myself or burn anything um about having really thick glasses and I think maybe we didn't know if I could fall because I couldn't see so I didn't used to move around much um um and they didn't realize I couldn't see obviously until I was one years old they're so like oh you know she's really quiet so I guess there's a lot of things that you kind of just don't you just don't think of because your mind is on on other stuff um yeah that is my first memory of always having gloves and we've got pictures and I do look cute don't get me wrong got the thick glasses and the baby grow and the gloves on my hands <laughs> <Like, "Aw." laughs> <laughs> what was it like being in school with obviously uh, wearing glasses and the gloves what, what was that like um, I think it was difficult because they didn't know that I couldn't feel either. I think um, I didn't go to reception because I had all these problems. Oh, no, sorry, I didn't go to nursery. So I started at age four. So I missed a little bit of those years that, you know, just the, the little 
that you get to socialize. So I was really quiet and I would only play with my sister who's two years older than me. Um, so I think school was was a little bit difficult. Um, mm. Yeah, I think maybe I was clingy to my sister. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yvonne has said, but that will heighten other senses. Did it heighten your other senses? Um, I don't know. Maybe there's only smelling left, wasn't it? Um, smelling. <laughs> <is crazy. laughs> um, yeah, I, I appreciate what you said. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean. Because I wasn't, I wasn't, the problem is I, I wasn't completely blind, so I could see a little bit. Um, so hearing, um, I don't know, you know, I, I, I can't remember. Maybe it did. I don't know. Yeah, because I suppose when they're happening so young, mm. then you wouldn't notice any difference uh, yeah. of anything else, would you? So, yeah. <laughs> so, so growing up, obviously, you, so you've gone to school, you've got uh, these two conditions. Um, quick question, actually. With regards to these conditions, are these something, well, obviously the, the cataracts, but with the with the touch one, is that something that you experience now? Oh, yeah, all of it. Wow. All of it, so I can't cook. And I think people don't realise. They kind of take it for granted um, going into a kitchen. It's kind of, for me, it's like going to, like, a house of knives. <laughs> like, you know, you, you, there's, there's, like, even a grater. When I, I used to use the grater, and literally I used to cut my finger because I couldn't tell I couldn't, like, and because I kind of, because my fingers, I have problem feeling, so I grip things really difficult, um, really tightly, and actually that, mm. that can cause quite damaging effects. So, I mean, I do use the kettle, but really I have to be careful. And sometimes my my brain forgets. I'm like, oh gosh, did I touch the main kettle? Did I touch the main toaster? It's kind of like I get a little bit freaked out then, so I'm there checking my hands if I I burnt myself. So it, the kitchen can be a quite a dangerous place um, for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, I stay away from that. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, so growing up, uh, so what, what happened next? Obviously, you're in school, you're obviously experiencing all of this. Uh, continue your story. Um, so yeah, so other part of the of the illness um, was that I got osteoarthritis, and that came to light at the age of nine. Um, and so um, the doctors didn't know. This is back in the eighties, so they they uh, only knew it in old people. So. They said that I should stop moving around, which was the worst thing I could have done because I was actually quite active. Um, and when they said stop moving, I stopped going on my bike and roller skating and and then things became really, really bad. So then when I was a teenager, I just used to watch TV like all the time because there was nothing else that I could do. And and um, my lack of movement became so great that literally I couldn't stand up. It was like a marathon just to stand up, walking from one end of the room to the other was just dreadful I just wow. couldn't do it going shopping just a nightmare again things that teenagers love I just hated it um so that was that was really bad um yeah <laughs> so walking around and I went to a private school which is small but um so that yeah it was good though because you know it was a small thing so because of my eyesight they kind of um um kind of gave me the extra attention that that I needed for for that but music I guess was always there my family was uh, very musical two older sisters um so we always sung and um we always wanted to be a girl group it never really happened we got strong personalities um, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately so uh, and they were really good actually they were actually more you know because they were very outgoing um they did drama uh, so they were they loved musicals uh, they were more confident than I was uh, but they didn't end up doing music. I did, funnily enough, which is a little bit crazy. Um, so then I went on to um, to college at 16, and I was actually in the same year as Catherine Jenkins. We were on the same Oh, wow. Year. 
yeah so um that's how long ago this was <laughs> but um yeah so but i was kind of always i love jazz i didn't i was classically trained but i was classical wasn't really my passion but i absolutely love jazz songs and they really encouraged me then the music scene was really really like the the focal point because the um the principal at the time was married to the music teacher and they just loved music um so everything was about music and and the performing arts and um yeah, so then they encouraged me to kind of uh, go on to jazz and I went to uh, graduate from a music college in Leeds. And that was amazing as well, because it gave me, uh, I love jazz, literally I could listen to it all night and all day, all that little stuff, you know, all the, um, just the music pretentious stuff, the, the solos that go on for, you know, for, for hours, but I could actually sit there and listen to all of that, which uh, <laughs> I can't now, but I could. I, I absolutely love jazz, jazz is like, I don't know, it, it kind of resonates something within me where I'm just, I don't know, I, I find music that speaks to kind of like your soul, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like just, I don't know, it, it, it's on another level for me altogether. I absolutely love the saxophone. I think the saxophone oh, is yeah. the most beautiful instrument yeah. like ever. Like, and I will fight anybody <laughs> who <laughs> says otherwise. Like the, the literally the saxophone is my favorite instrument ever. Um, I'm just wanting to wanting to kind of link the what your experiences were with music because obviously you found a passion with music. Mm. Was that? Do you think that came because of the, how you was feeling um, at the time with obviously the things that you were going through? Uh, what was that like? Um, I think the jazz was. I think that, that's the reason I like the multi layered um, parts of all the jazz because my mind was so complicated because I was having to go through all of that stuff and I think I, I really resonated with those complexities of you know that genre and the pop pop stuff didn't feel it I, I just didn't feel anything it was just too too simple too easy too you know and, and I've got this I guess this gift um that I can I can listen to a song and, and I can memorize it really really quickly and but the one downside to that is that when you're listening to a radio and the same song comes on all the time it's just maddening like you know and you hate it and I'm like they're singing it and I'm like no it's horrible <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the only problem but yeah no I think um yeah and, and and it's funnily enough I think as I've grown older and I've kind of worked through everything um jazz isn't so uh, I love it don't get me wrong but it, I wasn't I'm not obsessed with it like I used to be I think mm -hmm. because it just kind of worked itself out and I kind of actually like the more simplistic songs and I listen to it every day now um, which is saying something I think which is a good thing I think. <laughs> definitely definitely um so what happens after that then so obviously you you graduated uh in Leeds did you say mm -hmm. what was the journey after that Journey after that, oh God, I came back. I was highly depressed. I'm not going to talk about my pop idol escapade, which was absolutely dreadful. I think I was going through some mental breakdown because I really didn't know oh. what I was going to do. No, don't ask me that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are going to rewind slightly. Oh, We're going to talk about this pop idol thing. Oh, like no. you're not skipping past. You can't. You can't drop a bomb like that and then hope <laughs> to skip past it. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear all the details. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> Well, what happened was it was coming to the end of my of my final year and then my friends go amy they're doing pop idol this is back when i think it was the second year of pop idol and okay. they were in manchester so they go come on and i hadn't been to manchester at that point and i was like all right okay let's have a day out in manchester and uh, audition for pop idol uh, so i got a group of friends to go with me and um it's it, it, because i was I, I just trained in jazz you know and that's one of the most difficult genres to learn 
um and and i wasn't i'm not the pop person my i'm just not all peppy and you know happy i mean i'm happy but i'm not just like like they show you know all the yeah because like, they're in okay let's be great and isn't this amazing and you have these video cameras going around going oh which one do you have a crush on ant or deck and i was just like okay which one is which one's who? It's kind of like that. So I like made something up and I, I didn't really like any, either of them, but do you know what I mean? Things like that. And let's all get going. And, and I think the, and I, I think the, the good thing that came out of that is that I never wanted to audition for a reality show after that because I saw how it was. Um, so we had to audition um, in front of producers, it, it's not an easy process as they make it out to be. So you audition in front of producers about twice or three times on the day. Um, and if they like you, they put you through. And this is the one thing you see. So producers want to make a good show. So they're mm -hmm. telling everyone you're really good. That's why I'm putting you through. And I was hearing some people and I'm not saying anything, but they weren't, they weren't the best singers and still they were put, being put through because the producer says you're really good. So when you get those people on TV and then Simon Cowell or them not going, how do you really think that you're that good? And they're going, yeah, well, yes, of course, because they've been told. So, uh, you know, I heard this and then you're kind of thinking, well, are you actually good or not? Uh, you know, what mm. are they through for comic value? Um, I was put through, yes. Uh, I, I think I should have just stopped then and I shouldn't have gone back. So they make you go back a week later and that's when the judges but before the judges again you have to audition in front of the producers again and then, and then they you know they put you through or they don't um and then i got i did get through to put in front of the actual judges um yeah it, it was like i was lifted out of my body you know it was, it was a it was a it was a like a, that out of body moment experience it was just absolutely dreadful i walked in i saw these cameras I realized that I was camera phobic. I did not realize that before that. They had all these video cameras either side and I just froze. I was just like, and they were asking me these questions and I literally, I read like one word answers because I literally was outside my body. I didn't I didn't sing the best that I could have. I was like a bit robotic. It was good, that's fine, you know, but there's nothing wow, you know, and and because I'm quite small. So Simon Cowell, I just remember him going, um, oh, you're a funny little thing, aren't you? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and he goes, well, you don't have the best voice. And I was like, all right, okay. Um, and then I think Pete Waterman put in, you know, they all have to say something. And uh, he was like, oh, maybe you should try cruise ships because obviously they're singing jazz and electric like, cruise ships. I see why he said that. And um, it was funny because obviously Dr. Fox was there at the time. Isn't he? I don't know if he's in prison now or if he's done for quite a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, he was there at the time and, and another woman and I can't remember her name. Um, so yeah, it, it just was not, I mean, the, the many good things came out of that, but um, yeah, <laughs> pop final. And then again, right. the camera's round going, oh, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? And I just wouldn't give them anything, so they let me alone. It was just, no. Yvonne has said, uh, you're too good for pop idol. I've <laughs> auditioned myself. It's like a conveyor belt. It's awful. And oh, then she's, well, and then she's, and then she said, uh, I was in a tiny room with a bored looking producer. It's more classical, but wasn't upset. I didn't get through. Oh. But yeah, you're too good for pop idol. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not a pop person. And I, again, I just went there. I think it was good because I don't like, you know, when I think before it's like, oh yeah, I really want to go on these shows. And when everyone always says, oh, have you thought about auditioning for The Voice or the pop idol? And like, literally, I don't feel like anything that I'm losing anything by going no I'm not I don't want to yeah we've talked about it on this show before where I've had uh, a couple of guests who have either auditioned or 
um, they don't ever want to audition and it's because of experiences like this and it produces um it's basically like a, a um like a, a shortcut route if you will to get into the industry and actually sometimes it's more beneficial to actually work for it and then also with all the stuff that's coming out in the media recently with regards to x factor and the the, the psycho label and all of that lot like I'm kind of glad that people are being a bit more switched on about it now. And that actually, you know, if you want a shortcut, there's going to be a hell of a lot of strings attached to that shortcut. So, yeah. And overnight fame. And, I mean, you've seen how it was. Gareth Gates, I mean, he went into drugs. I mean, you know, you can't cope because you've got – I mean, I can't – I think I'm a private person as well. So mm. I, don't, I don't want, like, um, cameras all the time like in my home interviewing people that I know I mean in a nice way that's fine but I don't want them digging into my family's past or into my friend's past and it's not fair you know and and I don't and that's the part of it that I I, I you know I never liked um so yeah anyway oh. that is my pop idol story it's an exclusive because I don't think I've ever told anybody anybody oh wow <laughs> there we go guys spell it exclusive <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, so yeah carry on then carry on your story so yeah, so then I came back after that. I mean, it, it affected me, not really, but I didn't really have any, anything to do because in music college, they were, after the end, they were like, well, either you become a teacher or you go into the cruise ships. And I didn't want to become a teacher and um, I get seasick, so I didn't want to go on cruises. So it was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I did feel a bit depressed. I think I was depressed for quite some time. And But the good, good thing about it, I had some time. I started reading all the books that I, I never did when I was younger. So I kind of went into reading mode and uh, uh, found a new sense of life. And um, But then I did kind of make myself, there's a, there's, um, a jazz club here and um, I dragged my parents to go with me to these jazz clubs like every week. And I got to know people and musicians in that club and some amazing musicians came to Swansea. They toured the, the musicians from Ronnie Scott's, the musicians from the Blue Note in America. And, I, you know, and then I got to sing with them um, and that's how I got my reputation known and then I just sang with various bands um and I and actually I sang loads of pop stuff we did I did wedding stuff because I wanted to do other stuff and then I wrote an album um which I, I like to say probably like the thoughts from my head I got into Facebook and literally yeah, there was the time when Facebook I think was getting big and I just have dreams about like up status updates from Facebook so I thought, <laughs> right, let me just write that down and I should have actually labeled the album Facebook thoughts but I didn't <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wrote an album put, put it out there and um and I think it, it kind of then put me up a, a level because I was writing my own music and then people became more interested. And I think um, I put something on Instagram and Facebook and then I got contacted by um, an independent record label in New York and we um, did a collaboration and that was really, really cool. Um, and then I kind of went away from the jazz um, probably a few years ago and I got into country rock. Uh, and oh, wow. Nashville, I love Nashville. So Nashville, the TV show, I don't know if anybody's seen it out there. I got obsessed um, and then everything was just country, country. And uh, I wrote a few singles and yeah, put it out there. And I did a duet, which was my last song. So, yeah. That is crazy. That is such a journey as well. Um, it's such a change from just to uh, country rock. Is... Well, it's funny because the jazz, um, if you're a jazz musician or jazz singer, it's probably you do everything, you do a range. Um, but but a lot of people, they're just the very one single mind orientated. But I don't think you can, even you know, doing the circuit, you don't really make a living just out of jazz unless mm. you're famous and you make it. You have to play. Like I knew musicians and Ronnie Scott's and they play in funk and um, massive attack and, you know, like bands such as that. So, yeah, uh, like a country rock. 
That is brilliant. <laughs> um, so where where did you go then? So obviously you've done the music thing. You did your your, your last piece of music, which was the duet. Um, where did the voiceover stuff come from? Okay, so while I was doing the the music um, thing, I kind of I wasn't very good at speaking over the microphone. I was quite shy, and um, so I like to face things head on. So when I realised that um, I was kind of shy after that pop idol experience, I, I kind of made the effort to get everyone when I was singing to bring video cameras so that I could just get over the sphere of, of cameras. Um, having a normal camera is fine, but video cameras really did freak me out. So when I realised that, um, or when I yeah, I, did, I realized that I wasn't very good speaking and you have to be a good talker if you're going to entertain the audience um, when you're singing. So I thought to kind of attack that, I would try and interview random people and just talk, talk to random people. So I did that. And because I had access to musicians, I started with the, the Ronnie Scott's musicians. You got Derek Nash from uh, um, Jules Holland. Um, you had Darby Todd, who was this, we played in some funk, funk, punk band it was quite mad and and Winston Blissett who's bass player um yeah he played he's the one played for Massive Attack and then you had American people coming down here so um who did I interview um oh Kyle Eastwood so uh, Clint Eastwood's son he came to play wow I know he was absolutely amazing um and then also an, another rat packer who unfortunately passed away a few years ago but um his name was Buddy Greco um, he did an amazing version as Lady of a Tramp. If you want to Google it, it's just absolutely iconic. Um, so, yeah, so that actually went quite well. So then I did do a lot of interviews and people kept saying I had a nice voice, but I never actually really took it on board um, until probably about two years ago when I kind of moved away from the music thing and it was depressing me and I didn't want to do it anymore, um, do it professionally anyway. So I was kind of looking for things and I think my sister, my older sister, suggested it. So I kind of thought, oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of resonated. So I bought the equipment, kind of made a show reel and started putting it out there. And I got some good feedback. So I thought, okay, maybe there's something that I can do. And I'm, yeah, I, I really loved it. So I'm still doing it. It's <laughs> so good. And um, I'm just wondering what has been, because you've, you've, I mean, as Carolyn say, said here, uh, wow, from still uh, from a still wee girl to a fab traveling go-getter, there's going to be something that has inspired you to keep going and um, there's kind of lit a fire in you because let's face it, you know, from a very young age, you were diagnosed with X, Y, and Z. These have obviously affected your life. You fell into a depressed state as well later on. What kept you going? What was the thing that inspired you to keep going? Um, it's a hard thing to say because I think, uh, I think I think my family as well. They they kind of wouldn't. They're, they're the go getters type, and you know they wouldn't let me just sit around and not do anything. When really sometimes I just really wanted to do that. I just literally <laughs> wanted to watch TV and, and just not just, just drift away and you know not face reality. And I think um, yeah. And my sisters, you know, they're like, no, you have to get out there and make me put makeup on when I really didn't. You know, I'm on the makeup type, and when I was younger, and I used to go clubbing literally. Uh, so many times that without makeup and then they used to, they used to dress me up like a doll um <laughs> so i think i think yeah my family and then i met some amazing friends uh, when i was 16 i went to kasan in college and, and i think it's having that support system and and also um maybe just having a belief i guess that when i did read all those books i kind of got into when i was spiritual anyway um my mother is very spiritual so we used to go to psychics when i was younger um so i had that kind of background and then when i started i, I loved the self-help section um, <laughs> when i graduated so i think i read everything about the self-help section and um and then i read a book called um 
um, Conversations with God by Neil Neil Donald Walsh and with that whole philosophy about putting your mind, focusing um, on 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 what you want, and then your mind will create create your reality. So you know, I, I tested it a few times and. Um, it did work. I mean, it didn't. It, it didn't work so easily all the time. So then I not do it, and then I do it again, and then I not do it. But there was always that inner knowing that that if I wanted something, I actually could have it. Um, and then when I I practiced that, I I realized that I could have it. Um, and and I think this is, I think it stemmed from that. So when people are, are, are you know are depressed or they have that they're going through something really bad and I can really tell them from from my experience that actually if you actually put your mind on something it what you see creates your own reality um so it's just having that focus to to not really be positive to yeah to be positive but it's not just all about oh I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna be happy and positive and great things are gonna happen to me that that's not how it works it's just like you have to have that inner knowing and that belief that things will happen and then then it will will happen. So I think maybe just all, all those things put together kind of gave me the, the maybe the fire to to keep going. And otherwise, what else? I mean, I didn't don't know what else there is. I would sit back and you know, I was always the person to want something to happen, um, even if it I did force myself. <laughs> what advice would you give to someone who may be holding themselves back because? of thoughts feelings uh ailments anything like that what advice would you give to to someone um i would say well back to what i was saying is that that um the world doesn't have to be as it is um you don't you have to yes accept where you are but you don't have to um daydream about your reality you know when people daydream it's great to daydream but daydream what you'd like to happen not how it is right now you know if we always talk about money because actually the money is the easiest thing to manifest i know people say it's not but actually if you try it actually is out of all the other things so you know if you daydream having an amazing amount of money or winning i don't know i mean try small things or you know saying oh i really would love a nice red car and then just putting it out there and just thinking about it how it would feel to be in that car and you know all the things around it, it's the feelings as well it's the it's the emotions you put behind the thought um and it actually becomes reality and you know i wouldn't say it if it didn't actually happen quite a few times and it happening more these days than it used to i think of something and freakishly enough literally it happened and i'm just like oh my god that, that, yeah, that'll be freakish so now i have to kind of be careful about what i think about and the kind of thinking in like i am or i have rather than i want things so i have it means it's already there it's already yours rather than i want well yes you do want it so it's always going to be that step away from you and you're never actually going to experience it so i would say that if you're kind of not sure about what you know the things that you're you're going through right now i think writing everything out about how you're feeling and then making a plan how you want things to to happen in little little stages little steps there's no point going from one to you know up a hill when <laughs> you're there and then you're <laughs> straight the hill. so kind of like your journey maybe of how you're going to get into that hill because they're practical steps and then it's not something that's out of your reach so i always say that practical little steps to to reach your journey to where you want to be and then you'll be surprised you know you look back and you're like oh my gosh you know I, I wrote that out so yeah be realistic be realistic but then don't settle for you know if you don't like where you are don't settle for it i absolutely love that mantra i'm gonna start doing that like actually <laughs> like right writing things out and putting it into the universe if you will like the things that i have 
rather than what I want. Uh, because you're right, like if you if you're constantly thinking I want this, and you're never going to really get it because you're always that one step, like looking at it, going I don't have it, and yeah. so therefore you're going to be pushing yourself further away. Whereas if you are happy with what you've got and what you have got, and work on those to basically get the thing that you actually want, then yeah, it'll it'll work. I absolutely love that mantra. I love it. Absolutely love it. It is because um, then you're coming from because if you say you don't if you think you want something it means you're coming from a place of lack and the universe you put out there what, what and you know universe hears you what you put what the thoughts you put out there so if you're saying that you don't have it the universe is going okay you don't have it and it's just going to give you more of what you don't have but whether if you say I have this the universe will go yes you do and then you'll experience it and and that's how it works I really I do really like that. It's going to be something that I'll definitely start practicing as of tonight. I'll start doing it as of tonight. Do it, and then you'll have to give the results, you know. You yeah, know. definitely. Uh, guys, if you are watching this as well, uh, I urge you to uh, to do the same. Let's let's start that mantra together. Let's do a spill it mantra, and we'll uh, we'll go forward doing that. And I want to know your results, and then we'll obviously feed them back to Amy as well and let her know of any, any success stories with putting things out into the universe like that. So what is next for Amy? What's next? Oh my gosh. Well, um, I think because I've only uh, started talking about myself actually this year, I never, it's surprisingly actually, um, I used to tell people things about me on a need to know basis. So there's a lot of things that I never used to say. Um, and that's kind of pushed people away, I guess, or not make people feel close to me. But I kind of wanted to well, kind of solve that problem because I didn't, I didn't like how far apart I was feeling from people so I started telling my story at the beginning of the year so I think more more things like that and hopefully maybe inspire people to just do feel a little bit better and I think when people always say when they hear my story then maybe they feel about their life isn't so bad um when you know they, they can kind of compare it uh so I think more things like that and um, my voiceovers um, I'm really focused on that I'm really loving it actually I love I love voicing things and um yeah, and helping people use their voice. I mean, if if anybody wants a few tips, you know, just get in touch. I'm more than happy to. I think especially on Zoom when people are talking over Zoom, I know it's not easy for some people, uh, especially to be engaging. The amount of times that you know on a Zoom meeting and there's just one person that's going, okay, now we're going to do this, and you know, and then like, people you just hear, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's could really be great if you're trying to fall asleep, but you know, when you're trying to engage people, even in even in a boardroom or in a meeting, you know, you want to be bit more animated so if anybody wants some advice on how and it doesn't take a lot just a few little things that you could do to you know to help yourself so I love doing things like that they're helping people that'd be great I love that as well and I think so I really well I liked what you said then was about um you only just starting to tell your story now and that really resonates with me because that's something that I've only just started doing now I've started talking about my story so i set up spill it back in june 2020 and it was a way for other people to share their stories and things like that and i've never i've talked to as exactly the same as you a need to know basis when people have asked me questions i'll tell them but like i don't talk about my life i don't talk about my history i don't talk about my past and more recently i've started opening up i've started talking to people about me, about what makes me tick, about my past, about my history. And actually me doing that now is finding, even though I'm like, I'm a really, I mean, I'm obviously in a very, very good place, but I'm finding myself on another level beyond that because I've started talking about 
me and sharing my story. And I think the the reason for that is because, as you said, you're inspiring other people through your story, through your experiences, and people are listening to that and taking it on and then thinking, do you know what? This person inspires me and I can do better or I can think differently. And I've had people come up to me afterwards, like after many like different interviews and whatnot, and just said that, you know, your story really, really resonated with me and it's something that uh, I, I've downloaded this episode that you've done or I've talked about this and talked about my experiences and how they've, how my experiences helped shape them. So yeah, I completely get like about the whole talking about yourself now and using that as to, to inspire others because that's essentially what I'm doing now. And I think that's what we have to do. I think as, as a people, we need to share our stories because they will help someone. It might be in the smallest of ways, but our stories, our experiences are always different and they could really help someone that, that need it. Absolutely. And you don't know who's listening at any particular time. So maybe one week, somebody, you know, nobody gets inspired. And then another week, maybe somebody's at that state of mind and, and they just need what you have to say. And it, it just about changes their life or just makes them feel happier. And so I think it is kind of, uh, yeah, everyone has a different story, even if you think that they're all the same. But, you know, no one, no one is the same. Yeah, I say this quite a lot as well, that, you know, two people could go through exactly the same things in life. They could go through the exact same thing. However, their experience is completely different because we all have our own individual feelings, our own individual emotions, and therefore we look at things differently. We And yeah, that's why we have to share our experiences. You know, mm. talk, talk about your stories, talk about your life, talk about what you can do because not only will it better yourself, but also it gives other people the inspiration to look at your life and think, how can I learn from their experiences? Yeah. So, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you would like the opportunity to discuss now? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. No, I think we talked about everything. <laughs> that's, that's fine. We've talked a lot, to be fair. To be fair, we've, uh, we've covered quite a lot. I'm very, I'm very happy with this episode. I think this, uh, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been insightful. And it's, even I'm seeing a lot of things within myself that, I, I didn't realize beforehand and obviously speaking to you is kind of lit certain, like little light bulb in my head about certain things and certain feelings and all that. Lot. So thank you for that. Oh, is there anything you want to ask me? Uh, other than where can people find you? Okay. Well, I do have a website, um, amysinha.com. Um, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and all social media, um, even Clubhouse. Although I'm not much, I was obsessed with it when at the beginning, but not <laughs> now. Uh, so yeah, you can uh, email me at amy at amycinna.com. Nice. What we'll do is it will post all, uh, post all them links as well after the show so people can have uh, links to you. Guys, if you are wanting to uh, contact Amy, then all you have to do as well, go onto the Spillit website, www.spillit.uk. And if you can go onto the upcoming episodes section, you'll find a lovely picture of Amy and her description there. And there's a little button, if you press connect with guest, it'll take you directly to Amy's website where you'll obviously be able to contact Amy for uh, everything else and more things that we've talked about tonight and other things that you might have questions about. So yeah, there you go. Have, have you got some final thoughts for us? Oh, I do. Okay, I'm gonna read it because it's on my website and uh, people always bring this up. So I do have a motto that I do actually live by and everything I'm about to say, I actually do do myself. Yeah. Okay. So 
my motto. <laughs> and I find it. Um, okay, so the impossible is always possible. All it takes is a little imagination, belief in yourself, patience, and determination. Also, never stop applauding yourself because fairies really do exist. And I should know, I'm really small. I'm like a fairy and I cut myself all the time. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I love that. What does that motto mean to you? Are you asking me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that um, it means to me, I think it's what, what I've experienced. There's that, all these things, you know, I never thought that I would graduate from, from university. I never think I'd get a degree. The doctors never thought I would get a degree. Um, I actually did get a degree and, you know, I never thought I'd write an album. Yes, yeah, I did. I never thought I'd do anything with New York. Yes, I collaborated. So, uh, you, know, you know, all these things, I never thought that I'd get to meet Kylie Stewart. <laughs> you know, so all of these things that you never thought was possible actually is possible. You just got to put the thoughts out there and literally believe that it's going to happen and have patience you know nothing you know does some things happen overnight absolutely but then sometimes some things take a little bit longer so just believe that it will happen and just stay focused and just stay true to yourself and don't worry about everybody else what, what they're doing and, and the competition because nobody is you and and I think that's one of the things I've learned in the music industry I'm happier not being in the music industry because I'm not comparing <laughs> myself to anybody else or I mean you know anybody else's um, viewpoints on what I should be doing and, and who I am so that is what it is to me. I absolutely love it thank you so much for sharing your story for being so vulnerable for talking about absolutely everything because you have in, you've inspired me for one and I'm sure that you've inspired plenty of other people who are watching at home as well Linda's straight in the comments there saying what a very inspirational young lady you are mm -hmm. Leela has put very inspirational well done Amy uh, Yvonne has said, fairies are real. I've talked to them. There you go. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, but honestly, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, and you are free to say your goodbyes. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Um, and yeah, no, if anybody does want to get in touch, please do. I love talking to new people. Um, so yeah, let's say goodbye. And 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 yeah that's it <laughs> that is it perfect right well i will speak to you soon thank you so much again you too thanks for having me bye. thank you bye bye wow oh my god that was such a good episode uh, yvonne there straight away amy legend uh could listen to your voice all night there you go see oh what a great episode absolutely loved it Thanks. Enjoyed your fairy tale. Oh, I love that, actually. I enjoyed your fairy tale. Yeah, I love that. That's going to that's gonna go on the podcast. <laughs> oh, it was. It was such a good episode. Thank you guys so much at home for tuning in and listening. <sighs> Next week, we are going to be speaking with Laura Sylvester. Laura Sylvester has overcome uh, eating disorders to tell her story and be an inspiration to others who may be going through mental health issues etc she has turned her life around and become an actual life coach using her experiences through eating disorders what an, a great episode that is going to be to watch and i hope that you guys will share with me that episode sharing me with that episode share with me that episode i don't know 
incorrect English. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Marcus Wright, and you can find all episodes on Spill It, including all upcoming episodes on Spill It, including getting in touch with my guests every single week by heading over to the Spillit website at www.spillit.uk. You'll also find access to all of the podcast episodes as well and the Facebook hub where you'll be able to watch every single episode, including the very, very first episode, the pilot episode from season one. If you are wanting to support me as well, you can do, all you have to do is head over to the website and you can buy merch. You can buy these lovely Spillet hoodies. You can also get these Spillet t-shirts and you can also get these Spillet beanie hats as well. Or on the website, you can also join the official Spillet Patreon where you can donate as little as two pounds per month. That's less than the price of a coffee. That's less than a bus thing. <laughs> Two pounds per month. If you donate two pounds per month, it just helps me keep Spill It going and I'll be able to get other stuff to make Spill It even better for you guys at home as well. Don't forget as well, you can invite people to join the Spill It community by inviting them to like the Facebook page or to the YouTube channel or to follow me on Twitch. And also, if you're listening to this via Facebook or Apple Podcasts, then you can leave me a review. All I ask for is five stars. Do you know what I mean? It's not a lot to ask for. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy this, obviously you don't have to leave a review. But if you did enjoy this, leave me a review. Give me five stars. Drop a comment or whatever. You know, I'm open to everything. <laughs> but it just shows that, you know, Spillet is a great thing that we're building here. The community is growing. Every single week, the community is growing. It's fab. So if you think it's fab, then drop me a review over on Facebook. Or if you're listening to this via Apple Podcasts, then you can drop me a review on there as well. And the main way that you can support me at the moment is by heading out and voting. If you go over to the Spillet website, www.spillet.uk, on the main page, you will see a link to vote for me. Just drop me a vote. That's all you have to do. I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> Okay, and that then takes us to the end of the show. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure you tune in for next week's episode. And don't forget to vote. I've left it on the screen because it's very, very important for me. And if you've voted, if you've already voted for me, that's fab. Get your friends and family to also vote. That's all I would ask for. You know, let's get everybody voting. Let's get let's get them votes for me, please. Thank you so much. Because I would absolutely love to be shortlisted. You know, if I don't win the overall thing, you know, whatever. But let's get me at least shortlisted, all right? Because there's a lot of people up for this award. So I would love to be shortlisted because that means it's only me and a table of people, <laughs> which means I have more of a chance. <laughs> okay. Right. Until we spill it again, it's bye for now.